Hi, my name is Adam Bergman, and I'm a partner with the IRA Finance Group. Today I'm going to discuss a recent private letter ruling from the IRS that discusses the 60-day IRA rollover rule and uh, issues a pretty strict interpretation of the rule. So just by way of background, um, an IRA rollover is when you move money from one retirement account to another. And there's two types of rollovers. There's a direct rollover, which goes from one IRA custodian or one IRA bank to another bank. And that can be done anytime, unlimited. Uh, there's no limitations. You can do it once or a thousand times a year. No limitations as long as it goes custodian to custodian. An indirect rollover is when the money goes to you or a third party before it goes to another IRA bank. So if you tell Vanguard, for example, to send you a the $50,000 in your IRA account, and then you're going to send the money to Merrill Lynch, for example, but the check is made out to you individually and not Merrill Lynch as custodian of your IRA, that is an indirect rollover, and that can only be done once every 12 months. So obviously, most people just do direct rollovers where you move the money from one IRA institution to another, or one 401k to an IRA. That can be done as many times as you want. But when you actually take possession of that cash, you have 60 days to roll it into another IRA or another retirement account. And it, the cash has to be rolled in. So again, if you're doing a direct roll, an indirect rollover because you need to use that money for whatever purpose, uh, you got 60 days. And the IRS is very strict on the 60-day rule. The 60-day rule can be found in 408 Section D, as in David. And D3 actually talks about a, um, or uh, to be more specific, D3, uh, D talks about the 60-day rule, and D3I, uh, big I, so 408D3I talks about a waiver of the 60-day rule, 60 rule, and the waiver only applies, and I'm quoting directly from the tax code, where the failure to waive such requirement would be a, a, against equity or good conscience, including casualty, disaster, or other events beyond the reasonable control of the individual subject to such requirements. So again, the IRS set forth a waiver under 408D3I, but it's only under very certain, uh, very specific circumstances. So let's talk about this new private letter ruling that came out, actually came out in August, but it's just been circulating now. It's called PLR 20154710. There's a blog on our website and a link to the PLR, so you can Google it, you'll find it. 20154710, and I'm just going to set forth the facts of this PLR. Pretty straightforward facts. Taxpayer A had an IRA with custodian D. Taxpayer A wanted to make an investment of the IRA into a partnership interest. His financial advisor, so financial advisor E, prepared all this paperwork so that the taxpayer A could invest his IRA in this partnership investment. Uh, His IRA was with custodian D, and custodian D issued a check. Uh, made out to the partnership. The partnership uh, had an operating agreement and the partnership agreement showed that the IRA was owned uh, or the interest, excuse me, the partnership interest was owned by the IRA. So at that point, everything looks kosher. Everything looks like the IRA investment was made. Uh, IRS does not mention a prohibited transaction, so we assume the partnership wasn't owned by any of the qualified persons and everything seems okay. However, Custodian D at some point decided they are unable to hold this partnership interest. So what they did is they issued a 1099-R to the taxpayer. And when this was in November 21st, 2012. And the 1099-R showed it as a taxable distribution because they weren't able to hold the partnership interest. 
And I guess their point was that they were going to now give the taxpayer 60 days to move the IRA to another custodian. The issue is taxpayer A never knew this because he always assumed that his financial advisor was going to move the IRA to a new custodian and allow for the IRA to make this partnership investment and not violate uh, the 60-day rule. But that never happened. So what ended up happening was this Mr. Taxpayer A, when he was filing his tax return in October 2013, that's when he found out about this 1099-R, and unfortunately that was way past the 60-day limit, and he was now in a position where there was a taxable distribution. So he applied for this waiver because he felt he had solid grounds to stand on, and uh, I actually think he had pretty good grounds as well. Uh, Unfortunately, the IRS ruled against him, and they ruled that, and again, I'm going to quote from the uh, PLR, the private letter ruling, because the, the wording was somewhat odd. It said, in this instance, and I'm reading from the PLR, taxpayer A chose to use the proceeds from IRA to fund a business venture rather than attempt to roll the proceeds over to an IRA, and thus they did not accept this waiver request. And their thinking was basically since the error occurred when the investment was made and not actually moving the funds from institution to institution, they weren't going to allow him to have this waiver. So you know, this PLR really shows how strict the IRS is interpreting this 60-day rule. Very stringent. Uh, it seems kind of odd and harsh, but those are the rules. Uh, I guess the only mistake taxpayer made is he should have worked with a, an attorney or a tax advisor, a self-directed IRA facilitation firm who knows which custodians allow for these investments. I think he put too much trust in this financial advisor, and it it just didn't work out for him. Uh, The IRS could have given him a waiver and helped him out, but they didn't. Uh, Interesting thing is, even at the end, when uh, he was filing his tax return in October, he never used this money. It was always in the partnership investment, so he never got personal benefit. It's not like he took the six, the money, used it for 75 days, and then put it back in, or 61 days. He never touched the money. The money was being allocated to the partnership investment. He never got personal use of it or benefit of it, but he did miss the 60-day. He assumed incorrectly that someone was going to take care of moving the partnership interest to a new custodian. That never happened. Again, the onus is on the taxpayer. So he, he lost, unfortunately, uh, and, and again, the IRS ruled that not only was the amount invested a distribution, but so were the earnings on the partnership interest. So kind of uh, it got hit twice, so to speak. Um, seems unfair, but the, under 408, the IRS has the ability to grant waivers. They're just obviously very strict in, in granting them. They don't want people abusing the 60-day rule. Uh, they've ruled in 2014 that it's one 60-day per all your IRA accounts. There was, there was a case of an attorney that tried to uh, do multiple 60-day rollovers, and the IRS ruled against him. So they're very uh, set on, on maintaining the uh, rules around the 60-day rollover. They're very strict. I've seen them grant waivers. It's not it's – not, it's rare, I would say. It uh, doesn't happen very often. The facts have to be extreme. Uh, in this case, they felt it wasn't because the error occurred in making the investment into the partnership interest and not actually moving the money from one custodian to another. Anyways, I wanted to highlight this PLR 20154710. I think it shows a few things. Number one, uh, the 60-day rules is really looked at pretty uh, strictly by the IRS, so uh, they are not very keen on, on being lenient, so be careful. 
Again, direct rollovers, you can do anytime you want. Indirect, once every 12 months, 60 days to put the money back. Be very cautious. If you are doing alternative asset investments, work with a tax attorney, a tax advisor, a facilitation firm like IRA Financial Group or any other facilitation firm. Make sure the custodian you're using does allow for alternative asset investments. Um, A lot don't. Uh, the, The traditional ones like Merrill Lynch or Vanguard or... Bank of America, UBS, they're not going to allow you to buy a partnership interest that's not publicly traded for the most part. So be careful, even if your financial advisor says, yeah, you can do it. A lot of times you're going to get a 1099R in the mail uh, and it may be too late with the 60 days. So be careful. Uh, the IRA Financial Group, for example, knows what custodians do this and which don't. So do many attorneys and CPAs. So just work with the right people. I think if taxpayer A did, he, he would be okay and he would have been able to make this partnership investment uh, within IRS rules and not have to deal with violating the 60-day rule and taxable income. Uh, anyways, I hope you found this helpful. Uh, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, uh, feel free to uh, – Email me with questions, Adam B, A-D-I-M-B, as in boy, at irafinancialgroup.com, or you can call 800-472-0646, 800-472-646. Thanks for listening, and until next time.